that was in our top three gaming news of this week, but something happened this morning, uh, a new news report that we're going to talk about uh, in the top three gaming news. But I just want to, you know, honorary shout out, Bethesda, you're going to be at E3. Please don't make it a highlight about Fallout 76. Let's just brush that uh -huh. under the rug. But uh, little thoughts about that. Uh, I think they're going to announce Prey 2 at E3. That's definitely going to be a thing. I think they're going to announce... Uh, Oh, I have it in my notes, but I, like, crossed it out. Uh, Starfield date. They're going to announce a Starfield date and a new Tango Softworks IP. Um, I'm with a lot of people thinking that, like, I don't think they have enough to have an E3 conference. But they're going to be at E3. Okay. Yeah. Top four gaming news. No. Liz, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Not ready to go to work tomorrow. Yikes. Yeah, it's kind of cloudy out. It's gross out. Yeah, uh, and we're both pretty exhausted from this weekend because um, Saturday we had a fire pit event for our youth group, and they were just like a bunch of teenagers in our backyard with a like fire in the middle of our deck. And we're just like, "Hey, I love y'all. Like, you're you're great. Please don't set my house on fire." Uh, and then the next day, had to get up for like teach Sunday school and then uh, go to youth group and like keep the energy up up there. So we're kind of uh, exhausted, <laughs> but. We're here for you guys. How you doing? We love you. You're good? You're creepy. I love you. Yeah, what was that? Uh, but you're doing okay for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, anything happened this week? This has been a long week, by I the way. Say, when you said, like, like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about this game, this movie, I was like, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. Our, like uh, we, we just saw that on Friday, and I feel like that was forever ago. I know. Well, like, the number two gaming news, I'm like, that was this week? Holy cow. Yeah, I don't even remember this past week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we jump into, you mentioned our movie that we watched this week. Uh, very exciting film. Um, but I gave it two ratings. But we'll give, I'll, I'll come to that in a second, right? Uh, before we jump into our first segment, I uh, just want to give a shout out, <coughs> again, on our social media pages. You can follow us at Gaming Groceries. You can interact with us there. Or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually and talk with us individually and just give us your thoughts and opinions. Uh, Liz, you're way more popular on Twitter than I am. I wouldn't say way more uh, How many followers do you have? 692. Yeah, you're way more popular. Well, that's because I started sooner. Yeah, that's true. Like and you're, you're a published author. I am not a published author. <laughs> not I yet. I am nowhere near published. Yeah. But I believe in you. Well, thanks. Cool. But yeah, you can follow us individually at Ace the Grocer at Journey First. Uh, you can follow her uh, writing journey there that she's writing her own novel. Uh, you can also follow us, follow us on Instagram. Games and Groceries, all one word. These are behind the scene photographs and uh, just letting you know when the episodes come out. And if you're on iOS, uh, Stitcher, anywhere you can leave us a uh, comment, a star feedback. Uh, you can then give us some feedback, uh, give us some star ratings so that we get more reviews and the more reviews we get, the more attention we get on front pages and the more attention we get from our friends at Anchor. How you doing? You doing good, Anchor? I think they're doing good. Doing good? I'm trying to keep the energy up so hard. <laughs> um, but please give us your honest feedback. We love reading your reviews. Um, which then brings us to, we put your reviews on our websites now. Uh, we have a new 
uh, website up, gamesandgrocery.com, where you can see some user reviews. Uh, and if we really think your review is like super funny, we'll like put you on the website as well. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. It's actually powered by Radio Public. Uh, this is not sponsored. Just letting you nope. know that <clears throat> we're paying them. Uh, but if you're a podcaster, if you're and you're looking for a website to put up, but you don't want to like go through Squarespace's like templates, Radio Public really helps you out there, and it's uh, much cheaper than Squarespace's monthly payments. So if you're a podcaster, you just want a website up there that's actually fit for podcasts. Go for Radio Public's pod site. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you can check out oursgamesandgroceries.com. Uh, and you can actually read an article I just wrote uh, giving the three reasons why uh, we started this podcast. There, mm -hmm. So there is purpose behind this podcast. And you can read about it on our um, website, gamesandgroceries.com. <sighs> that was enough shout-outs for today. Oh, one last one. Absolute Prodigy. Check him out on Twitch. He streams uh, Division 2 now, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, so definitely check him out on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv uh, slash absoluteprodigy. Whoop! All right. Uh, do you think we're ready to jump into our first segment now? I think so. All right. Let's get started with this podcast with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we like to talk about the films that we saw this week, whether it be in theaters, on Netflix, one of our DVDs that we have at home, and we like to discuss it with you guys, whether we recommend it or we don't recommend it, whether it was a waste of time or not a waste of time. And this week's movie is going to be Us, directed, it was written, produced, and directed by Jordan Peele. All right, Us, overall thoughts. I was disappointed. Yikes, right off the bat. Why were you disappointed? So, as I've said before on the podcast, mm -hmm. I really like horror movies. I don't get to see them a lot, so I feel like I'm not allowed to say I like horror movies. Like, I'm not part of the club. But I do like horror movies. I just don't get to see them because no one will see them with me. Um, oh, the don't even play. This is the first horror movie you've seen with me in 10 years of well, dating. Well, the problem I have with horror movies is they're just so tropey. And they're just so predictable. Uh, but I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, what I thought about this movie. But I don't like horror movies because uh, I'll get to that. It's your turn. Like, okay. yeah, I so have so many as thoughts. as someone who likes horror movies, and <clears throat> when Adam agreed to come see this with me, I was so excited because, like, it looked terrifying. It was advertised as mm -hmm. terrifying. And I was so excited to get my adrenaline pumping and, like, be scared. I wasn't scared during this movie whatsoever. No. It wasn't even a scare. It wasn't scary. Yeah. It wasn't even suspenseful to me. Like You give this a jalapeno pepper instead of a yeah. habanero. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't suspenseful to me. Like Adam was saying, Oh maybe it was a it was a suspense and like it wasn't suspenseful. It wasn't it was tense. It wasn't to me. It uh, wasn't to me. I yeah. I wasn't tense. I wasn't scared and it was advertised and it's one thing if it was advertised as suspenseful, like, ooh, mm -hmm. what's gonna happen? Yeah. It was advertised as horrifying yeah like the advertisements made it look like it was going to be terrifying like a nightmare yeah, yeah. and it wasn't mm -hmm. and i i don't i was just very disappointed yeah uh so this is a complicated movie for me personally you gave it right off the bat uh your own rating we'll get to that in a minute yeah. but i actually gave it two ratings uh for two different reasons now i was getting to why I don't like horror films is because I brought up the jalapeno pepper uh, because horror movies to me are like a good hot sauce, right? I don't want a hot sauce to just like burn my tongue off 
I needed to burn my tongue off while also tasting good. But then you're thinking, oh, Adam, if your tongue is burned off, how are you going to taste it? There are really good hot sauces out there that will give you that spice. Oops. You're the one that didn't science your phone this week. Adam wins! This is the first time since our very first episode that's ever happened. So how many times has it happened to you? Yikes. During youth group? But uh, getting back to us. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I want horror movies to have good texture to it and a good story behind it that I can actually get invested in. Uh, and this one was a bit complicated because I went into this knowing Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. You went into this thinking that it's going to be a straight up horror film, almost like a Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't really do horror, does he? Like more, I don't know what his genre. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's pretty much what it, it looked, is. It looked. It reminded me no. like the way it was advertised. It reminded me more of a Stephen King. Thank you. The way. Thank you. The that way was it was, thinking of. was advertised. Yeah, like a Kubrick, but, um, but yeah, I knew Jordan Peele. Uh, was trying to send a like a message about society with this, so I was looking all throughout the movie for different signs and different like um, little Easter eggs here, just to, so I can pick up on everything. And I, uh, before you go into this movie, uh, listener, before you go into this movie, understand that this is incredibly thematic. Is a very thematic film uh about the now what i came across is about the lower and upper class of society right uh you'll get that right off the bat i'm not going to go any more into the film because i want you to go into the film and like come up with your own Mm -hmm. theories and then we can discuss them at another time uh but understand this that it chooses now this is what you really disappointed about this movie chooses themes over logic in the movie there's a lot of plot holes but I think that Jordan Peele was trying to get his themes in place versus whether or not they are logically supposed to happen. Would you but agree? N- yes, but that's a problem to me because it's a movie. Yeah. It's supposed to make some, it's supposed to follow some sort of guidelines. And yeah, yeah you can have your themes, but they can't overpower the enjoyability of the movie. And I feel like him trying to get a point across ruined the movie he shouldn't have gone for a horror movie then yeah he should have gone for something else like i understand his point of what he was trying to get across and that he wanted to do it in a movie that's fine but he did it wrong yeah in my opinion it was a decent movie i just was disappointed because i didn't get what i thought i was paying for and that's the thing that's why i want to do these movie minutes so that like when you go into a theater we'll go into it and just like warn you, like, okay, if you're going into us thinking that you're going to be terrified and your blood's going to pump. You're not. You could take your friend who hates horror movies and they're only going to jump like twice. Yeah. Um, but it was it was more thematic. And I will say this, that uh, it was incredibly good cinematography, like out- outstanding cinematography, uh, because Jordan Peele made sure that you as the viewer focus on what you need to pick up. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really, like, blatantly put it to you, but it just flowed well with the film. You saw what you needed to see. You picked up the pieces that Jordan Peele wanted you to pick up. Uh, and, again, this goes back to being very thematic. He wanted you to get the themes that he's picking up, and that comes up with the cinematography of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has you focusing on what you need to remember throughout the film. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I was going into this with. Like, I knew – oh, and that's the other thing. Talking about I knew Jordan Peele, you could tell me that, like, okay, guess this director, 
and just the humor in the movie it's straight up jordan peele like it's straight up yeah. like from like key and peele uh, yeah. sketch so it's got some humor into it it's the the first act well, yeah only in the beginning when they're leading up they're showing you who the characters yeah. are yeah the first act is very humorous uh, and there's some there is some humor that i i remember watching reviewers like they say like there is some humor that's kind of out of place and i agree with them like mm -hmm. there's like two scenes that yeah. i'm like okay you, you don't have to be funny here yeah but mostly the first act when it's like setting everybody up it's very funny mm -hmm. um and i also wrote this down it wasn't very scary it's more tense for me uh it didn't get the blood adrenalized yeah. right so closing out this uh you gave it what out of 10 i gave it a six which is still above average it it like i said it was an interesting movie it's an interesting concept mm -hmm. And it's one that I feel I need to watch again in the right mindset now that I'm not looking to be terrified. I'm not waiting for that, even a good jump scare. Like, there's yeah. none of that. Mm -hmm. um, so. So you, like, gave it a. But I gave it a six because, again, mm -hmm. it wasn't advertised. It was advertised in a way, like, it was advertised as a horror movie and it wasn't a horror movie. Yeah. And I feel like. If you didn't make a horror movie, then don't advertise it as scary. Yeah, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how how else they could have advertised that, but I'm also not in the movie industry, and that's their job. But yeah. they made me think I was going in to see a horror movie, and it's not. See, I just knew. Now it didn't advertise it itself as a thematic movie, but I knew Jordan Peele. If you watched Get Out, Get Out was like nothing but themes, uh, and if it's some, from Jordan Peele, you know. Um, now that's that's where my ratings come in. I also gave it a six out of ten if it was just straight up a horror film. Yeah. So if this was just a horror film, I would give it a six out of ten. But I gave it an eight or an eight point five as a thematic film, like for the themes of the movie, like to try to send a message to me. I think that the messages were just subtle enough that you had to think in the movie, mm -hmm. but not so convoluted that you just like couldn't understand what he's trying to say but see my thing is you knew to look for themes and i yeah. told you i had no idea that there were themes or anything and yeah. i didn't think about that until you told me so he didn't even get that point across well to me in my opinion mm -hmm. because you're a fan so you knew yeah but considering i didn't know him i was going for the movie mm -hmm. he didn't do that well because he didn't get me to think about anything yeah that's the thing it's like uh, again my first point was it, it he chooses themes over yeah. logic so if you're not looking for the themes then you're just looking for all the plot points that he yeah. like takes away and mm -hmm. like oh that doesn't make sense why would that happen but he's trying to set up themes for you to yeah. like have a comment about social injustice in the world um but that's but he the didn't thing portray it well yeah but again i'm a fan of jordan peele and i knew that's what i had to look for when going into this movie but if you if this is your first like experience of jordan peele then that's why I would give it a 6 out of 10 because people yeah. would just think of this as just, oh, this is a really good horror film. If you've never seen Keen Peele, you've never seen him on Mad TV, you've never seen Get Out, this is your first experience, you're probably going to give it a 6 out of 10. But I think if you go into the movie looking for what Jordan Peele is trying to communicate to the audience, then I think you're going to have a better time with this film. That's mm -hmm. why I gave it an 8, 8.5 for themes. As a horror movie... As, as horror, five, honestly. Yeah, it's not even that great. I was being nice with the six. Yeah. Uh, but that's this week's Movie Minutes. Uh, final verdict, though. Uh, was it a waste of time, though? 
I would wait to rent it or wait till it's on Netflix even like yeah wait till you can get it for three bucks or under I would okay so I would wait until the last point I'll make uh, I will wait until uh, getting on blu-ray as well because I hate going into theme movies in theaters because everybody's like oh this must mean this this must mean this okay bro I'm going to figure out myself thank you very much be quiet um that's the thing i only say wait to rent because then you can watch it on your own picking up all the themes versus in the theater you have everybody trying to figure out the puzzle as well um and also it's just not so scary we're gonna get people like jumping like ah you know like yeah you're gonna get the bad reactions from audiences so i i don't think it's a waste of time but i think it's better if you watch it in your own home so um but if you see it in theaters awesome so I think this is brings us to our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw this week, or in this case, this morning. And uh, we want to let you guys know what's happening in the world of games. Uh, we rank it three, two, one. And just let you guys know what to look out for in the coming uh, months, basically. So with the number three gaming news, again, it was originally Bethesda is going to E3, but this morning, I read an article, uh, but before I get into that article, rumor alert! Rumor alert. He loves doing that. I do love doing that. Uh, so this is a rumor coming from the Wall Street Journal. Now, I read it this morning uh, as soon as I woke up, and I was like, oh, snap, that's really cool. And then I started to research it a little bit more just to see how in-depth it was. And then I came back to the Wall Street Journal article. And all of a sudden it said, oh, no, you got to be a subscriber. And I'm like, I just read it on your site, man. I just did it. But uh, thank you, Reddit user FearTheBeard13. You were doing God's work, sir. And uh, he put out the highlights of the article very kindly on Reddit. So thank you, sir, for that. Uh, But basically what it all comes down to is that the Wall Street Journal reported that there's going to be two new Nintendo Switches coming out uh in the next like coming months so it's going to be announced at e3 and the first version is going to be a more enhanced according to the wall street journal Mm -hmm. rumor alert uh it's going to be a more enhanced version of the nintendo switch with a new lcd screen they got new suppliers for the screens it's going to be uh much more enhanced in the graphics and uh there's also going to be a second one that's going to be a switch mobile which they're saying that they're going to take out the vibration from the controllers mm-hmm. uh from from the switch controllers uh the reason why they're taking away the vibrations from the controllers is because the coming games like animal crossing and pokemon are not going to be able to, like they're not going to utilize the vibration controllers. so why put those in yeah and so they're going to make it cost less so this is all coming and saying that like this is not going to be as powerful as the ps4 pro or the xbox one x it's going to be just a more enhanced version of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but what's kind of sketchy is that they had they listed a lot of uh, quote-unquote sources, mm-hmm. but none of those sources were named. So, yeah, again, that's why we all say rumor alert around here. So take this with a grain of salt. But uh, this is coming from the Wall Street Journal. So that's a pretty... Pretty reliable source. It's a pretty reliable source. But the fact that they didn't name any of their sources yeah. uh, was a little worrisome. And you'll read that in other articles, like from Polygon, IGN, 
uh i looked at the verge uh they all they all said the same thing you know it's just yeah. like listen they didn't name any of their sources and i'm like yeah i agree uh liz what do you think um do you think we're gonna see new nintendo switches come out this e3 how reliable do you think this is now they're just saying they're just kind of revamping the Nintendo Switch. It's not like it's a new generation of right. Switch or anything. So it'd be like the Xbox One S, the PS4 Slim, which you have, the Slim. Yeah. But. Um, I really, I don't know, because I feel like if they were going to do that, E three is not that far away at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would be letting some things like saying some things like, hey, we're working on some stuff. Yeah. Something like that. Like you've only heard this from oh, this Yeah, Wall news, Street Journal. From Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't have any sources and not even like Nintendo's commenting. Yeah. Nintendo they haven't even said, Oh, Nintendo put out this tweet mm-hmm. or something like that. So like yeah. I could go either way, but I'm kinda leaning towards maybe not. Yeah. And or they, if anything, they'll put something out saying at E three, like, Yeah, we're working on something, but it's not gonna gonna come out for another year and a half or something like that. Like it's gonna be a long time or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, they, they even said, like, the new LCD screens that are coming onto the enhanced Nintendo Switch are coming, like, in production from Sharp Images, but then they tried to get uh, a quote from, or a comment from Sharp Images, and they did not comment on the on the issue. Yeah, and that, to me, is very strange. Why would yeah. the Wall Street Journal have this article without like any, any backup? Any backup or, re- like, I don't know, I just feel like that's that's Yeah. Strange. If you if you're able to get into the Wall Street Journal article, which you can on Reddit, like I I'm just reading the highlights here, so you you, you can access it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the the whole thing you, you read through it, and they have some pretty good sources. They had they say they have um quotes from suppliers for for the Nintendo Switch. They have they have quotes from people who actually uh used these systems. They said that like people have actually used these systems, and they're like, hey, it's not going to blow your mind away. But it is definitely better. But my thing is, if they were in that stage where people were actually testing it out, mm-hmm. I feel like Switch, like Nintendo, would have said something on Twitter by now about it. Then, yeah, and you I, you know what I mean, like. No, and and I might be wrong about this too, but Nintendo's not really known for like sending out leaks like Sony does. Like, yeah. Like you know, like I know it's just. Nintendo's one to like tell it to you to your face. They don't try to like sneak it under to you. Like, hey, guess what? You know, tell this to these people. Like, they'll they'll tell. They'll just say like, hey, we're making yeah. the switch better. Yeah. So I don't think Nintendo themselves is. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't think Nintendo themselves are leaking this. But, but like I said, it's kind of weird that why would the wall street journal say this if it was the verge yeah. who were who refers to the story then i'll be like uh mm, i don't trust you but this is the wall street journal like they really have no business in video games yeah but i was about to say they have no business in, in lying to the public um that i don't know i just find it also weird to read about video game stuff in the wall street journal yeah who else reading the wall street journal cares about video games mm-hmm. so I'm going to take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. It's going to be cool to see, but yeah. we're I not wouldn't gonna... be surprised if it came up at E3, but I'm also not going to be surprised if it doesn't. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a wait and see. Yeah. 
I'm leaning towards it could, but I'm like a 49-51. Yeah. Kind of like 51% like it could happen because it's not unlikely to happen. But at the same time, there's a good percentage where I'm like, it doesn't seem likely. Yeah. So let's move on to our number two gaming news. And this was a big one. Our number two, when I read this again, I was just like, wow, it's been a long week. Mm -hmm. Um, (coughs) Google's new streaming service uh, for games was announced and it was called stadia uh yep but i i I don't i'm not a huge fan of the name i'm a huge fan of the concept though yeah so with stadia this was revealed during a uh, gdc presentation this past week and given to us by the all great phil harrison who is always talking about the future of games super awesome guy but he was saying like this is the future of gaming right uh this has this will have a play now button on youtube so you'll watch a trailer on youtube like let's say you're watching the trailer for Assassin's Creed odyssey Mm -hmm. and at the end of the trailer it will have a play now button you'll click that and you'll be right into the game essentially um there's going to be a wi-fi controller so this controller isn't connected to bluetooth but this is connected via wi-fi that will be connected to the servers of google right so uh so less latency on that point uh, but we'll get to the latency in a bit. Uh, this is going to be streaming at 4K, 60 FPS, with a promise of 8K and 120 FPS in the future. A promise, by the way. Not like, oh, this could happen. A promise. Yeah. Uh, jump into streamers games. It's bringing back couch co-op. There's going to be a Google Assistant in the controller. Um, but here's the thing. Testers say that latency is there. Yeah. Latency is, a, is an issue. But they also say that it's not a huge deal and there's going to be bandwidth yeah. caps. And it's not out yet. So the latency could be kind of like yeah. fixed before they release it. Yeah, my final note on this, it's three words. This is Google. Th- yeah. This is the Google infrastructure. If this was uh, Slightly Mad Studios with their console and they're saying like, hey, it's going to be a streaming service. Okay. Yeah. This, this is Google. Google. This like, is Google. Like... They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of faith in this, and I think this is really exciting for the gaming realm. We actually talked about this in another one of our uh, episodes, streaming video games. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like scared of the future, kind of like, oh, this isn't going to be the same. But you just watch this GDC uh, presentation, and you can just see the, the uh, potential mm-hmm. for Stadia, right? Uh, you seeing couch co-op come back. You just see like, um, like how fast you can get into your games. They're like saying like you don't have to download your games. You don't have to update your games. We'll have that covered. All you have to do is click and you're right in the game. Yeah, that's awesome. I miss those days. Uh, just last generation. You know, you just put in the disc and you're in the game. Mm-hmm. But this one is just going to be you click a button, you're right in the game. So I think there is going to be some things we'll miss about this like putting in a disc like physical hardware you know yeah but i I like this future i think i think we need more information and when it comes around we'll know more Mm -hmm. um but right now it's it's an entertaining idea yeah a lot of people are also asking for price and a lot of leakers are saying like listen this is going to be a free service and you pay for the games in the store 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because yeah. it's not like you just <coughs> click on like, oh, let me play Assassin's Creed for free. Right. You have to own the game. You still have to put the game on your computer or on this server. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go to the website. You have to like kind of like Origin. Yeah. You buy the game, you put it in, and then when you play it, you can play it, but you still need the disc in the computer. But it's that yeah. skipping that part of needing the disc in your computer to play. But this is a lot like PC though. Like it's the yeah, same thing with it's Steam. Very it's very similar to PC and Steam without having to do the uploads and everything. Right. And it's just going to be like, instead of downloading a game to your PC, you're just going to straight up do it. But a lot of users are just like asking questions like, oh, they, they gave us a bunch of promises and not much information. This is the first time we're hearing about Stadia. And I'm willing to give this a chance. Yeah. You know, uh, this is one, this is Google. Two, this is the first we're hearing about it. Three, it's not even out yet. Four, this is Google. Five, <laughs> this is Google. And six, this is Google. Oh, my goodness. I give Google a chance. like Yeah, like this is the first we're hearing about it. Like you can't expect everything. More will come as it gets ready to release. Yeah. I, I Just have, like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have full faith in this. I'm really excited for the future for Stadia. And a lot of people are like saying, it's like, oh, man, it's going to be end of gaming altogether. Xbox and PS4. Xbox One and PS5 are still going to be a thing. Yeah. Don't you worry. It's They'll not still be, be there. You don't have to. That's the thing. People are acting like they, they have to use this. Yeah. You don't have to use it. You don't have you to. You can stay on the console that you love. It's okay. Yeah. I don't generally. It's okay, Floki. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, he's in my lap right now. I mean, I generally don't like playing on the PC. I generally don't. And that doesn't yeah. mean that like, oh, man, now I can never play video games. I play it on the you Xbox. You still have your Xbox. They're yeah. still going to make Xboxes. It's not like Google owns everything. Yeah. I mean, we like to think that, but yeah. they don't. They're not going to be like, all right, no more consoles. Like, they're not going to say, like, yeah. no one's allowed to make any consoles anymore. It's not how it works. I mean, the future is going in that direction, but for now, yeah, you don't not, have to. Yeah, they're not going to force you to do, s- they're not going to force the community to do something that won't go over well. They'll Plus. ease everyone into it. Plus, the Madbox is coming out from Slightly Mad yeah. Studios. Aren't you excited about that? Oh, so excited. Yeah. Madbox. It's just strange. They just picked out their um, their uh, tagline for it, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, like, institute yourself or, like, uh, commit yourself. That That's their tagline. Madbox, commit yourself. I'm like, yo, that's... That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, it's like, commit yourself, like, into a madhouse, but also commit yourself into the game. I like it. I like it. But I remember they also tweeted out um, Ian Bell, who's the CEO. Someone said, like, hey, man, like, you might upset people who are actually, like, going through, like, mental disorders. Maybe you should chill out with the whole mad theme. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then he comes out with commit yourself. But that's their company. Like, Yeah, like, uh, I get it. Yeah. But he was just, like, saying, like, yeah, yeah, totally. We'll be more sensitive. Commit yourself. But. Whatever. Top five gaming news. Um, (laughs) So let's finally go into our number one gaming news. And let's jump into our talkie time. Uh, but this one really upset people. It didn't upset me because I'm a console peasant. But we have now the latest uh, Epic Games timed exclusive. Da-da-da-da! Outer Worlds. So during a GC- GDC conference with, um, I think it was it was just Epic Games or it was Unreal Engine. I think it was the Unreal Engine's GDC. Mm-hmm. And then they mentioned ge- Epic Games. But they uh, they also mentioned some more exclusive, I- including um, Control was one of them. And the one that they really saw on the list was Outer Worlds. 
and they went out of their minds, mm -hmm. like uh, audiences. So at a GDC, I'm just going to read my notes here. Uh, GDC Epic revealed that more exclusives are coming, including Other Worlds. This was due to a deal with a publisher private division with Epic Games. So this was the publishers yeah. uh, doing, right? Um, fans are not happy at all with this because of security breaches uh, at the Epic Games Store. Like, they will go into your hard drive and collect information from Steam, from your hard drive on your PC. And people are like, no, I do not want to be on the Epic Games Store because of the security breaches as well as the lack of features, which we'll get to in our talking time. Um, but what's crazy about all this is that <clears throat> Obsidian had no idea about this deal. There was new information that was uh, sent out on Twitter uh, with an article. I shouldn't say, say Twitter, but uh, apparently Obsidian was adding Steam achievements into the game four hours before this announcement was even a thing. Why would they announce or why would they add Steam achievements if they weren't going to put it on Steam? So yeah. in Obsidian's mind, this was still going out to Steam, but Private Division and Epic were like still shaking hands on the deal. And then they said, like, hey, Outer Worlds coming to the Epic Game Store exclusively for a whole year. Yeah. And it's like, yikes. So fans are not really happy about this. Uh, it's just another one in the dust. Uh, thoughts on this? I don't play PC, oh. and I don't know anything about Outer Worlds. Pizza. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> people are upset about this mostly because, one, they kept saying that this is coming out to Steam. At the yeah. Game Awards conference, they said Xbox One, PS4, and Steam. This is a lot like the Metro Exodus uh, debacle because they said, like, three months before launch that it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive. Yeah, I feel like, as a fan, I understand understand mm -hmm. why they're angry because like they were all planning on playing on it on all yeah. their different you know platforms and stuff and they were excited but from a business standpoint i understand yeah because we'll probably get into this when we talk about the epic in our talking yeah. time but epic is cheaper for businesses mm -hmm. they get more of their money back yeah so i understand mm-hmm and I in that business mindset, I, I get why they're doing it. But as a fan, mm. it's like, if you were talking to Epic about it, why just say anything before you knew? Yeah. That's just my opinion. So with all that said, I think this is a good time to transition yeah. into our final segment of the podcast. Coffee time. So every single week, we like to have a discussion, have a topic about the gaming industry and just... Uh, talk about it for a little bit. Give us uh, your give give you our thoughts. There, there we go. go. I'm a good person. Uh, but this week we're talking about the Epic Game Store because this whole big Outer Worlds uh, debacle, the whole big Metro Exodus, and all these other exclusives coming to the Epic Game Store. Uh, let's talk about this, right? Uh, first thing, and I talked to Liz like a little bit before we recorded. I feel like we can slightly. Uh, relate to this as uh, creators, right? Mm -hmm. So you always hear us, like you, the audience, always hear us talk about Radio Public. You know, yeah. we, we really like Radio Public. We really like how, what they do for podcasters. We really like their website. However, we don't exclusively only put our podcast on Radio Public. And, yeah. and I even talked to Radio Public about the website and everything. Like, hey, 
uh, I don't want to be exclusively on Radio Public, does that mean you're going to just say only them? And they agree, like, well, we're going to be, you know, promoting Radio Public, but we're also going to put in where else you can listen to it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Half of our listeners listen to us on Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. a quarter listen to us on Spotify. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you want, but we definitely recommend Radio Public. Yeah. This is how we can relate to this. As a creator, right, uh, definitely the Epic Game Store seems more valuable to you right mm -hmm. uh it does give more back uh steam gives you or steam takes away 30 percent of your of your cut whereas epic takes away 12 percent yeah. of your cut so that's more likely but what i can't get with is that like why don't you put it on both then and just saying it yeah. like by the way with radio public they also support us too like so mm -hmm. if you want to support us for free all you do is just listen to us on radio public and yeah. They do a paid listen program. You can all see this online. Like, it's it's for everybody yeah. on Radio Public, uh, what their paid listen program is. So if you want to support us for free, listen to us on Radio Public. Yeah. But the same thing with a developer. You know, if you want to support us, you know, g can you buy our game on Epic Game Store? Otherwise, you can go buy it on Steam. I don't care. Yeah. But. I think, I mean, one, I'm assuming for Epic. Mm-hmm. They probably have something in their contract. What do you mean? Like saying, like if you s if you're gonna oh. sell through us, you can't sell through anyone else. Well, that's where the exclusivity deals come in. Exactly. And that's where it kind of makes me a little angry with, especially with Epic. Like saying that, like, well, we want to be more into the light. We we want to be uh, more in the spotlight. Uh, okay, update your store then. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Instead of updating our store no instead of putting in resources to update the store and make it better than steam no 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 we're gonna steal games from steam and steal data from steam but the problem is they're i mean yeah stealing data is not good mm -hmm. but stealing games they're yeah. not really stealing them they're just giving the the makers better offers that's business yeah like i don't know i know i am thinking more of a business standpoint than a gamer but yeah that's business you know mm -hmm. steam's got to fight for it and i just don't understand why gamers are having such a big problem with it like well epic is free it's not doing it it's not like it's changing that much where you can still play you're still playing on your computer well i have a list up here the, the all righty then yeah uh the biggest problem they have is one the security breaches from steam I mean, from Epic. Yeah. Uh, there's been some security breaches on Steam, too, but not as much as Epic. But they're also not mad because there's such a lack of features on the Epic Game Store. So this is coming from the PC gamer. This is like the whole flowchart that's flowing around yeah. everywhere about this whole Epic thing. Like, look at this. Look at this. So I'm going to give it a look as well. Um, so the only thing that Steam and Epic have in common is a friends list and a chat system and epic's chat system is awful and i know most people uh use discord but blah, blah 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 but let's look at the um features that steam has that epic game store does not epic game store does not have cloud saves meaning that if you want to change pcs that's too bad man your your saves are on your pc oh i thought it was in the store yeah, but no, well, like, it's not a cloud save like Steam is. Okay. Uh, there's no cloud save. There's no user profiles. There's no user reviews. So you can't look at the game and look at, like, what the reviews are. 
Yeah, there's no reviews. There's no forums. Steam has forums that you can like talk about games. There's no mod distribution. There's no mod support with Epic Game Store. Uh, there's a friends list. That's cool. Uh, there's no groups. There's no item trading. There's no library sorting. Uh, there's no account sharing. There's no streaming to other devices. There's no broadcasting. There's no screenshot or capture or sharing or any of that. There's no user-created guides. There's no wish lists. Epic Game Store is just that. It's just a it's store. It's just a platform. It's just a store. with, And that's what people are upset about. They, uh, I didn't know all that. Yeah. Uh, so... And that's what I think a lot of people are just like, why are people mad at gamers or mad at PC gamers for doing this? Yeah. I thought the same thing until I looked at the Epic Games Store. And I was like, yikes, there's like yeah. nothing. But I don't know. I just feel like they're taking their hate out on the wrong people then. Yeah. They should be taking the hate out on the makers who and the publishers who are signing with Epic. Yeah. Because everyone knows that Epic is exclusive so if you sign with them you're not going to get it on anything else but epic yeah and maybe epic will add those things and get better it is still new yeah it's totally possible that they'll that like once they sign enough they'll have the money to update and make it better because you also have to think this thing is new they have to find people to sign with them and make it worth it yeah and then they might have money to be able to do all that so i think that is a big part of it I just feel like, I mean, I understand why people are getting angry, but I just feel like they need to give it time. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so I'm trying to find also the tweet, because when you brought that up, uh, Chris Avalone tweeted as well, uh, and I can't find it right now. Rats bananas. Uh, but he basically said that, like, okay, with this whole debacle, or this whole argument with the Epic Game Store and Steam, and, like, uh, who's taking money from who... He said, like, okay, really think to yourself, uh, who are you going to blame? The one who offers the money or the one who takes the money? Yeah. Because a lot of times I'll blame the person who takes the money. But at the same time, I, at the same time, I think the best advice I've ever gotten was don't blame people for how they make a living. Like, don't blame mm -hmm. people for trying to get paid for their art. So it, it definitely is that kind of thing. Like, who are you blaming here? Because I got like, I can't really blame the game devs because game devs don't get paid enough, in my opinion. So I understand that, like, yeah, we're going to give you a deal and a 12, like, we're only going to take a 12% cut. I can understand that from a publisher standpoint. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's, I get it, but then I, it's, it's, that's a hard. I think it's still too new to really attack yet. Yeah. Epic is still new, and like I said, they might have plans to improve. They just don't have the money yet. They need to sign people first. Yeah. You know? So I feel like it's still too new to really judge. I understand that gamers are angry and that, you know, they have to use it if they want to play their games. Yeah. But I think if you use it, you might have a better chance of it improving and becoming a better platform. Well, I have to disagree with that point because I think you vote with your dollar. So that's true. Because the other thing at the GDC uh, conference is that they said, like, oh, look at Metro Exodus. Um, it's sold twice or three times more than the previous game than it did on Steam. Mm -hmm. And they said, like, oh, look, so we are a good platform. We don't have to work. You have to vote with your dollar. Yeah. You know? So if you like buy into it, 
then that's just saying like, oh, okay, we're doing a good job. Yeah. So it's definitely a consumer standpoint that not only do you shout, but you also don't, you know, give that's them. That's true. And I think, like I said, I think that instead of giving out these exclusivity deals, they have a lot. One, you should use those resources, like all that money to have more resources to make your storefront better, right? And two, uh, you should use those resources to make uh, first-party games. So, mm. and, and and I know a lot of people have already said this, but it's so true, though. Like, what we also talked about this in another um, podcast, are exclusive important and not third-party exclusives, right? Yeah. Uh, not like Control or The Outer Worlds, but your exclusives, mm -hmm. you know? Like an Epic Game Store exclusive. Like, you can only play... Uh, Fortnite on the Epic Game Store. Yeah. That's an Epic Game Store exclusive, and that's was made by Epic Games, right? Yeah. And Epic Games used to make some awesome games like um oh, I don't know. Gears of War. Boom. I don't know. That's the only one I can think of cuz that gave me the most memories. But that's the thing. It's just like why are you only buying third-party games when you are more than capable of making your own first-party games mm -hmm. and more than capable of making a better platform yeah. you know i i think that you should in, in my opinion with epic games just let people come over you know like just say like hey i know steam is cool but not only do we have the same features but we have free games yeah. every single week because yeah. by the way uh, Oxenfree is free on the Epic Game Store. If you have not paid uh, Oxenfree, you cannot be my friend. So that is a thing. Anyways, but they also offer free games every month or every two weeks, actually. Yeah. So if they said like, if they said that like, hey, not only are we pretty much the same as Steam, the same but kind free of future, games. but free games. Uh, they could say like, listen, we're working on mod support. Listen, we're working on. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff like security breaches yes that's still a thing we're working on yeah but they're not saying anything no instead of saying anything instead of improving themselves improving the storefront uh, they don't even have user reviews like that's yeah, I think thing. that's strange you can't, how are you a store without yeah. user reviews uh they just added a search bar so that's awesome um but that that's the thing it's just there's no user reviews it's like they released it before they were finished making it yeah and, and like that's, games. And I think that's why people are mad uh, about this. Like, it's more or less just like there's a lack of features. And and this is taking away player choice. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, look at more improving your system. And players will choose your system, right? Mm -hmm. Pl uh, players will choose your platform, right? If you make it better than Steam and you have Steam, it's public. You can see what they have. Yeah. And say, like, oh. I think I can make this better because we're Epic Games. We have Fortnite money. We have the resources to do so. Uh, I mean, so does Steam. But player choice has to be a factor here. Yeah. Let the people decide, like, okay, I also want free games. And, wow, this is actually looking pretty good. Yeah. I like this a lot. Let the players choose instead of forcing them. Yeah. You know? Like, haha, <laughs> we got free games. Exactly. Like, if you wanted to play Metro Exodus... Too bad, son. You're going to have to play on the Epic Games Store. If you want to play The Outer Worlds, too bad. You're going to have to uh, come over here for us with a lack of features, a lack of mod support. Yeah. Which is why a lot of Steam users are saying, like, oh, Outer Worlds coming out in 2020. Because, <laughs> yeah, because of the whole 
uh, one year exclusive. Unless they decide to resign. That would be a horrible thing to happen. I'm just saying. Yeah. If if the uh, developers decide it's worth it. Yeah. They'll resign with Epic. But the other the other point that comes across, like the other thing that we need to talk about, is that Steam really needs to fix their um, developer costs. You yeah, know? they both both Steam and Epic have improvements that they need to make. Yeah, uh, and, and Epic comes out to say that, like saying, like, "Hey, we're trying to change the game here. We're trying to get Steam to lower their their cuts because that's um, was that a third, like thirty percent. It's just yeah. roughly a third of what what you make right you know what this is reminding me of what's that so epic is reminding me of like two guys who got kicked out of a bar and decided to open a bar down the street and it's terrible yeah but they did it because they're like salty like epic was angry Mm -hmm. that they weren't getting enough money from steam yeah and so they're like we're gonna have our own and that's the thing like you you looked at it and you looked at the competition that epic was going through and you're like whoa Okay, they're they're playing hardball yeah. here. It, it, it was that guy that that like tried to open up their own bar, and you looked at that bar like, wow, that looks flashy. But then you go inside the You're bar, like, what is this? And there's like rats crawling around. The <laughs> there's no user <laughs> they reviews have, on like the, two beers. Yeah, and there's no reviews on each beer. And it's like, oh, oh how uh, how is that beer? I don't know, but that's the thing. It's just like there's a there's a lot to go down. But I'm I'm more kind of hating on Epic here. Uh, but then again, I like what Chris Avalon, I think it was Chris Avalon that, that tweeted this. It's saying, like, who do you hate more, the one who uh, offers the money or the one who takes the money? And it wasn't the, the developers that took the money. It was the publishers, right? Yeah. It, was the pu- it, it was private division that took the money, right? The devs had no idea about this. Yeah. You know, so you can't even blame the devs here. Like, people are just, like, tweeting at uh, Obsidian, like, how mm-hmm. can you do this to us? It was private division. It was totally private division. So, I don't know. Like, more of the story here is that, like, exclusivity deals are kind of important. However, I don't, I I think exclusivity should come from first party games. Yeah. Like, we're still waiting for Steam's or or Valve's, I'm sorry, for Valve's first party games. We're still waiting for Half Life 3. Uh, we're still waiting for uh, Game Fortress 3. We're also waiting for Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, what's the other one? They also have another one that hasn't reached. Oh, Portal 3. We haven't had Portal 3 yet. So we're still waiting for these exclusive games yeah. from Valve. And that's the thing. It's just like, I, I think exclusives should come from your own party. Like your yeah. own uh, studio. And that's what's most frustrating of all is that Epic is a game studio altogether. Mm-hmm. Like they are a studio. What are you doing? You have that Fortnite money, make a new game. Yeah. You know. But uh, I don't. I don't really have anything more to say about that. I don't want to really drag yeah. this on for too long. Yeah. But we just wanted to talk about, like, yeah. I I think people are rightfully angry, but. If you are angry at Epic Game Store, then stay your ground, vote with your dollar, and don't buy the Epic Game Store. Instead, go out and buy an Xbox One S or oh a PlayStation goodness. 4 Pro and come to the console peasants that we are, you know. Uh, but I, I understand where you come from, Liz. Like, oh, you know, if you pay more money, then now we'll give them more resources to build their storefront. Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from, too. I still yeah. think they're 
the person. I think the I think you can be angry at both the developers who are putting, mm-hmm. who are going to Epic, and you can also blame Epic. Yeah, I think there there are more than just one group to blame. Yeah, this is a complicated uh, thing to talk about because you don't you don't you don't really know which one to blame the most. Yeah, and I know a lot of people say like, oh, it's Epic's fault, but you. You also have to blame publishers too. Yeah. You have to blame publishers and shareholders. Like, you're not good enough to keep you happy. Yeah. You also blame Steam. So this is kind of like a complicated topic, but altogether, I don't think this is doing any good for the for the PC community because it's just forcing you to go to another mm-hmm. store that you're not comfortable with that doesn't have any features. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. There's a, there is a friends list in the chat. I'm so sorry. And a search bar. They have a search bar, so that's all good. Um. But I think it's just forcing players to do what you want them yeah. to do. And I think that's the worst part about this whole thing. And that, and that's exactly why they're angry. The security breaches, the lack of features, you're forcing them. There's no player choice. Uh, it's very greedy. You know, there, There's a lot of things that I think that PC gamers are righteously angry over. Mm-hmm. But that's the important part. Vote with your dollar. Don't get the game then. Like, wait till it comes yeah. out 2020. Because, like we said before, at GDC, uh, Unreal Engine and Epic Games, they said, like, oh, look how much it sold. Uh, Metro Exodus, we're doing such an excellent job. Look at that and say, like, okay, I'm not going to tell you you're doing an excellent job. I'm going to hold out for a year, you know, and just Mm -hmm. make that sacrifice because this is going to be better for you, honestly. Uh, But that's our thoughts. I mean, like I said, uh, we want you guys to continue the conversation. But let this be a conversation and not a debate amongst every everybody else. Yeah. Like go to your friends and go and go talk to I mean, if you know nobody's at Epic Game Store, tell them like, hey, listen to the podcast. They have some good suggestions. I- even though people bigger than us have already said our suggestions. Anyway. But uh yeah, so I think that ends our discussion for this week. Yeah. So uh but yeah, wanted to give a last bit of shout outs. Definitely check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. You can listen to our podcast on that website from the web player. You can also read the article that I just wrote this week, um, giving out the three reasons why we do this podcast. And I just uh, list out those reasons and um, a brief explanation of each one. Definitely check us out on the social medias. The the social medias. There you go. There we go. Uh, at Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. Uh, you can uh, follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. I'm at Journeyverse. So you can follow us individually and talk to us from that platform. Uh, you can also follow us at ga- uh, on Instagram. There we go. Uh, on Instagram, Games and Groceries. All one word. Uh, you can see uh, behind-the-scenes footage from there. Look, photographs. And I was going to say footage. Footage. Uh, but definitely follow us on Instagram, uh, Games and Groceries. All one word. And if you're listening to us on iOS, Stitcher, Anything that you can leave some feedback for, please give us some star ratings, uh, honest feedback, because we love to hear your feedback. And if we think that your uh, feedback is funny enough or it's a really interesting um, uh, topic, thank you, Adam, brain, uh, we'll put it on the website for for the public. So if you want to be on the website, definitely uh, put out some funny comments or some interesting comments, and we'll put it on the website for you. So, uh, And definitely check out our, our good friend, Absolute Prodigy. If you don't know who he is, we interviewed him two episodes ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. So uh, definitely check out that episode as well just to get to know Absolute Prodigy. He's on twitch.tv slash Absolute Prodigy. I think that's it. I think we're good. So, whew. That, that took my breath away. 
Uh, anything else we need to tell the audience? Nope. Nope. Uh, but yeah, definitely check us out uh, on everything that we uh, said to you just now. Okay, Adam needs to stop talking now. I'm so tired from this weekend. I'm exhausted from this weekend. And it's cloudy out. So, we thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We hope you have an excellent week. We love you very much. Have a good week.